Rogers into the leadoff spot as both clubs have struggled to get their leadoff men on base in this series. Jeter has been in the leadoff spot before this year when Knobloch was injured in particular. And he goes after the first pitch way back left field. Derek Jeter, he's on and out. Goodbye, home run. First pitch homer for Derek Jeter. Hello everyone, welcome to all new Downright Sports. On today's show, we're going to discuss the one game playoff in baseball, uh, the big fight this weekend, and I become a wrestling producer. How about that? So, get ready, understand, take a look at your watch, and know it means one thing and one thing only, that it is Tuesday or Thursday, or whenever you're listening to this podcast, and it means... Showtime!
everybody, welcome to our new Downright Sports. I'm your host, Brent Reed, the notorious sports critic for today. Every day, you know, it happens. You just start thinking on the fly and the words that come out your mouth. You just be like, oh yeah, that, that, that makes sense. No, but it doesn't. Hi, I'm Brent Reed, the host of Downright Sports Radio here on DynastyRadioNY.com. Your number one source for hip-hop and R&B. You can also listen and download the show at Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify, Anchor, or anywhere major Podcast can be downloaded. Today's show is loaded somewhat. Um, we're going to focus heavily on this uh, uh, one-game playoff today. Yankees, Red Sox, yes. It couldn't have fallen on a better day. Um, if you can't tell, if you haven't tell, if you haven't noticed in all the time I've been doing the show I'm a Yankee fan, diehard Yankee fan, sitting right there, gifted to me by some co-workers, uh, is an Aaron Judge toy, it's like two Yankee hats, a picture of Mickey Mantle, oh, and behind me, it's the only the blueprints, thanks to uh, um, family, <laughs> uh, uh, the blueprints to um, the new Yankee Stadium, I would like the blueprints to the original Yankee Stadium, as I try to put my my uh, rundown sheet in the uh, proper place, it's easy to keep up with. So, uh, if you're watching on Facebook Live or you watch later, just know I actually prepare this show. Despite it looks like I'm just flying by the seat of my pants. No, it's actually prepared. How it's prepared? That's a story for another day. So, the seed, baseball season is over. 162 games are in the books. Uh, the season ended. Um, with dramatics, okay. Uh, towards the end of the season, there were several teams that were in the discussion for the postseason, the wild card in the American League mainly. Uh, that was the biggest race. The National League wild card was wrapped up by the Dodgers and the uh, excuse me, the Dodgers and St. Louis. In September, like they pretty much all said, "Hey, it's a done deal. Enough's enough. Let's close the books on this, okay?" But uh, the Chicago White Sox, pretty much from start to finish, just ran away with the American League Central. Uh, they won their divi their division by the widest margin out of all the other divisions. Uh, San Francisco was primarily in the in first place most of the year, but it wasn't until uh, it wasn't until, you know, no, the Dodgers, they've been the Dodgers kind of went back and forth. The Padres thought they were in the conversation, but they really wasn't. Uh, then you take a look at the National League Central where the Brewers ran away with that. Nobody came close there. Cincinnati looked good for a while, and then St. Louis said, hey, baseball, we're baseball royalty. And then the American League East, the Mets do what the Mets do best. They give you the illusion. The Mets are the best magicians in the world. Nobody, nobody are a better illusionist than the Mets. Is the word illusionist? Money band, is that the word? Illusionist? She's sleeping, so it must be the word. I, I, they do such a great job of making you think, this is our year. We look so good. Good, but no, the formula for the Mets stays the same. Spend a lot of money on players nobody else is going to spend that money on. Check. Trade for players that people were like, eh, 
and give them more money. Check. Have great pitching that you just destroyed because you don't have a bullpen. Check. Get your fans' hopes up where they can start boasting and beating their chest and reminding themselves somehow they're better than the team across town. Check. The five tools to being a Met. Failure, failure, and failure. The three things that continue to happen for the Mets. So, that happened, if you can't tell from my glee. Uh, the, the American League West, uh, it looked competitive, but Houston pretty much held it down the entire year. Now, some of the feel-good stories. I'm just getting you ready when I, because I'm about to go into a diatribe of Yankees Red Sox. So, calm down. I'm getting there. I'm just giving you a back. I'm giving you, uh, what is it, an uh, epilogue of how the season went. Okay, I think it's epilogue. That's what it means when it's over. I'm pretty sure. Somebody correct me. <laughs> um, where were we? Seattle Mariners uh, looked like they they were two years away from being seven years away, and they looked like next year could be their year. Seattle kind of did the formula of Houston, just strip it down and try to build it back up. It works for some, it don't always work for everybody. Let's see what next year brings. Uh, Oakland did what Oakland does. They kind of, ooh, but we don't have enough money to keep us going. So Oakland bombed out. The Orioles suck. Minnesota somehow had a bad year. They finished behind Kansas City. Go figure that. The Washington Nationals, they suck now. They gave away the farm. The Miami Marlins, they return to who they are. It's sweet to see teams just do what they do. Pittsburgh sucks. Chicago Cubs gave up everything and said, forget it. We are bad. We got rid of our manager two years ago. We're getting rid of this one. We're getting rid of that one. Well, the Yankees, thank you for Anthony Rizzo. Uh, I really wanted Chris Bryant, but we needed a left-handed hitter. Uh, and then out west in the National League West, the Padres did their best impression of the Mets. Okay, They tried to buy themselves a championship, and guess what? Only one team can do that. Not to be fair, the Yankees, uh, so this stigma that the Yankees just buy their championships, okay? Let's be clear. The years we spent tons of cash, we didn't really win. During the 80s, we spent tons of cash. We didn't win anything, okay? The years the Yankees win, they just get the best players when they sign them. We just sign great players to go along with our good players. But those teams in the, in the, uh, the 30s, the 40s, the 50s, the early 60s, they didn't have any big time free. There wasn't even such thing as free agency then. And then when free agency came, we just tend to do it better than everybody else. So, tip for the cap there. <laughs> anyway, so Yankees Red Sox are facing each other. Tonight, 8 o'clock, um, uh, actually, if you're watching on Facebook Live and you're like, hey, I want to hear the whole show, the only reason why you would want to hear the whole show is because I'm awesome and because the show gives more when you listen to the podcast or you listen to it on uh, Dynasty Radio, uh, you get music, you get cool sound effects, get some promotional stuff, so, you know, take a listen, alright, but anyway, the teams play this, each other this year. And it broke down as such. Red Sox won out the series this year, despite the fact the Yankees just swept them like two weeks ago. Um, 
the Yankees won nine games, the Red Sox won ten. Look, I want you to see how close these teams are as, and how competitive they are. Yankees won nine, Red Sox won ten. Yankees scored 74 runs, Red Sox scored 75. Yankees batting average versus the Red Sox, 244, Red Sox, 241. Yankees hit 16 home runs, Red Sox hit 18. On base percentage, Yankees 334, Red Sox 296. Slugging percentage, Yankees 365, Red Sox 388. Uh, OP on ba- oh, um, OPS, excuse me, Yankees 700, Red Sox 684. ERA, look how close the ERAs are to each other. Yan- Yankees 3.7, Red Sox 3.72. Red Sox struck out the Yankees 186. Yankees struck them out 158. It is scary how close these teams are in numbers when they face each other. There's, it's very rare you ever see a, a year where one is just better than the other and just kills you. It's very rare. These are two organizations, two franchises that are linked to the hip. When you say Yankees, you say Red Sox. When you say Red Sox, you say Yankees. When you say Yankees, you can't help but say Ruth. When you say Sox, you can't help but say Williams. You can't help but say uh, uh, Fisk or uh, Barra, Posada, Jita, Nomar, Ramirez, Ortiz, Schilling, um, uh, Clemens. Like the names, the Hall of Famers, the superstars, the All Stars, Fenway, Yankee Stadium, it, it, it it's it it's beyond iconic. I think that word's thrown around so much. It's beyond legendary. That word's thrown around so it's cosmic. It's in the like when the teams were created, it was in the cards that these two teams were supposed to like. Just not like each other. It's separated probably by like 200 or something miles. I actually was supposed to have that. I didn't write it down. But it's separated by like 200 something miles apart from one another. You talk about beyond baseball. A hatred that transcended the Revolutionary War. Where Boston wanted to go to war. And New York was like, eh, we're going to do the opposite of what you want to do. It's 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 basketball. Celtics, Knicks. Uh, it's the It's everything. It's the little city. It's the little big city in Boston versus the Big Apple of New York. You get what I'm saying? It's the difference in the accents. I think the only thing that we get along about is Dunkin' Donuts. <laughs> like for real. Like I think it's literally the only thing that you can compare. You can say, "Oh, they like Dunkin' Donuts." It's so crazy. You take a, a state like Connecticut, which sits in the middle of us. One part of Connecticut will bleed Boston. Another part of Connecticut will bleed New York. It's eerie, all right, how crazy it is. Tonight, the two teams will face off, and you're talking about a matchup that is going to be crazy. I, I, I sound like Arnold Schwarzenegger. I, I, <laughs> I really had an honor moment there. I... I'm so torn. In the past, I would be beating my chest. This Yankees all day. We got this. You got Garrett Cole versus uh, Nathan Ovalde. Two studs. This is an old school game. Two guys 
that got the that got shotguns for arms. And when you go out there tonight, you either bet you if you beat them, you're beating them with their best. You're not beating them with some old foo foo stuff. You're talking these are two teams. Or two pitchers. Nathan Avaldi, by the way, a former Yankee, which I wish the Yankees would have kept, but he looked like he was bottoming out. Went down to Miami and, like everybody else, got some sun and did blossom. But two pitchers that are ready to go. You, uh, From a batter standpoint, Aaron Judge, uh, Rafael uh, was Devers. Um, then you got Xavier Bogards, Giancarlo Stanton, who has kept him and Judge. Single carried, uh, Stanton, but carried the Yankees to the postseason. Aaron Judge put up a envy. If it wasn't for um, Otami, in which honestly, I think at this point you may have to give Judge a strong consideration. 34, 39 home runs, uh, hundred. Uh, he batted two eighty seven, ninety eight. RBIs, he might have had a hundred. Rafael Devers, he's got to be a strong candidate. Thirty-eight home runs, batted two seventy-nine, a hundred and thirteen RBIs. Like these two guys had a fantastic year. If like they've almost drowned out the noise from Vlagarel Jr., who had a damn good year. They're probably gonna give the MVP to Shohei Otami because. That's what they do. They're prisoners of the moment. Um, but these two guys should finish second or third. You, you know, Getting your team to the playoffs should help hold some kind of clout. It should hold some kind of, you know, gravitas, if you will. It should mean something. Getting your team to the playoffs should hold more weight unless you just had a stellar year. You know, you batted 350 with... 52 bombs, over 100 RBIs. Like, you just had one of those years. Then you're clearly the MVP. But when there's so much gray area in the conversation for MVP, I think you got to put in playoffs. In the in the in playoffs, I think you got to put playoffs, the, making the playoffs into consideration. I think making the playoffs should mean more then you just had a fantastic year. That goes to my argument. I think this should be a MVP, a most valuable player, and then um, a most outstanding player. You get what I'm saying? So you got a guy who is so valuable, his team made it to the playoffs with him, and he just had a player like a standout, the standout player of the year. Shohei Otami is the standout player of the year. The most valuable player? Well, it is either Aaron or it's going to be Depp Raphael, like I said, because of the type of year they had. I would give Vlad a strong consideration also because Vlad did do a great job. They, they almost got Toronto into the playoffs, but almost just don't count. I'm just saying. All right, almost just don't count. Who wins tonight? Yankees win. I'm calling it. I'm not giving. I'm not going to hide it. I'm not going to hide where I, how I feel. It's going to be a close one. It's going to make my heart hurt. I'm gonna have to. You know, it's crazy. I actually won't be able to watch it wall to wall sitting in my chair as I, I'm gonna have to listen to it because I have to be somewhere. <sighs> Other responsibilities. But tonight, you will see a game. It may go down to the wire. You're going to see a. You're going to see a clinic. You're going to see a blockbuster. You're going to see a must-watch, a showtime game of the night. Definitely Yankee Sox tonight. And then 
You got tomorrow Dodgers in St. Louis. Are you serious? Adam Rainwright taking on Max Scherzer. And the Dodgers just may have lost Clayton Kershaw and Max, what's his name, Muncy? Something like that. That's huge. Now, the Dodgers have one of those red teams where they just lose a guy and they just pluck another guy up like a, a sunflower. <laughs> oh, who went down? Who went? Okay. We got another. Like, they just they have more replacement guys than I've ever seen in my life. But that, you can't, with that being said, this conversation of baseball taking away the one game wild card game, I don't want to see another. We don't need uh, a five, two five game series rounds. Like, we don't need that. I understand you're trying to get more teams into the playoffs, but you got to remember what makes baseball so great is it's already a long game. Less is more in baseball. We don't need more teams. We don't need, like, we got the one game wild card. Leave it. It's perfect. It fits. It's 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 everything every sport wants to steal from the NFL is the one game playoff. The reason why football matters so much because it's one day, one game, except for Thursdays and Mondays and every other Saturday. Like it's the it's one time. Get what I'm saying? Baseball. If anybody hears this show, first of all, thank you and let me know. I will be more than happy to work for the network for free. But at the same time, I don't, we we don't need more games. It doesn't need to be a best out of, what you got, the only thing I can see you doing is a best out of three, but you don't even need that. And then at some point, guys already played 162 games. You ask them to play more. Come on, either shorten the season or leave it as is. I understand you want the money. I want the money. Nobody ever seen Vegas Vacation. He's like, money Give me the money. That old guy, he died with the the, the ticket in his hand. No, just me. All right, money, penny. Just me. <laughs> but we don't need stop it. I want everyone to stop it. I'm not going to get on my soapbox here, but it needs to stop. The, 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 the. The, I need, I need, I need, I need, I need, I need, I need. Give me, give me, give me, give me. You can, you can only ask people for so much. There's too many streaming services. There's too many original programming. There's just too much. Like, it's just enough. All right? Just relax. Relax. Keep it the way it is. Anyway, this is Downright Sports. Everybody, Yankees will win tonight. I'm calling it. This is Downright Sports here on DynastyRadioNY.com. You're number one source for hip-hop and R&B. You can also download or listen to the podcast on Apple Podcasts, SoundCloud, Google Play, Spotify, Anchor, or anywhere podcasts can be downloaded. Um, today's show, the music on today's show, if you did it, if you're listening, 007, James Bond, um, No Time to Die comes out uh, Friday. I'm a huge James Bond fan, huge and, um, yeah, looks this Daniel Craig swan song. They're wrapping up the Daniel Craig, Craig saga. I should do a whole show just on the James Bond movies. I think I will do a special podcast on that. I like talking about it. I'll talk to myself about it. But anyway, um, so I'm playing James Bond movies in honor. I mean, I'm playing James Bond songs in honor of the movie this weekend. Um, so I, I hopefully I get to go see it. So, <laughs> any case, we'll be right back. If you're watching on Facebook, we'll be back. Um, me, which means I'm gonna cut this off and stay tuned and see when I pop back up. All right. Uh, t- uh, we come back. We're gonna talk a little boxing. No smoking Joe Frazier. I'm the greatest. No, I'm joking. We'll be right back. Down sports, everybody. Big bones, these eyes. There's something dynamic about you, boy. 
talking to uh, Adonis Creed in Rocky, uh, no, in a, a Creed 1. <laughs> Haven't seen Creed 2 yet, and I don't know why. I'm going to try to watch it this week. <clears throat> anyway, this weekend, we get the trilogy. I need ominous music for this one. We get the trilogy. <laughs> I got to see if I can add music. But we get the trilogy. We get uh, Tyson Fury. Versus 
DeAndre Wilder in the trilogy, the last, the first one, Wilder won. In the second one, Fury won. And now part three. The only time we've had a boxing trilogy, and then it led to a fourth, and then a fifth, and then a sixth, potentially a seventh. God, and uh, that was it, Rocky. But uh, you get the the bronze and bomber taking on what is he? The, I forget what he called. He's called the Gypsy, I think. Yeah, the Gypsy King. Uh, they face off for the uh, the heavyweight championship of the world. Boxing and I, with the heavyweight class is always, always game changing. Like that's what you want. You want to see these heavyweights go at it, just drop bombs into each other and just go crazy. Now these guys are Fury's more of a boxer. You know he blocks and you know counters and stuff where Waller is, yo, I'm going to hit you as hard as I can hit you, and I'm trying to hit you so hard, as uh, as Duke said, and Rocky, he hit you so hard, your ancestors will feel it. He said that in Rocky Balboa. That was such a good movie. Huh, can I crack my neck? You heard it a little bit. But you're going to have, now, the each fight has been good. Like, it hasn't been one-sided. Each fight has been entertaining. Each fight has been live. Like, I'm considering getting it this weekend, but I don't want to watch the rest of the card. I think that's the problem with boxing. They do a piss-poor job in hyping up the whole card, plus the card is always loaded. It's like 900 fights. Like, I don't want to see some of these fights. Just give me the meat and potatoes and then a little bit of carrots and string beans and then my dessert. That's all I want. Not, I don't need a first course, second course, three course meal, spaghetti, fettuccine, and veal. I don't need all that. You know what I'm saying? I just need the fight. So who's probably going to win this weekend? It's a good point. Could we? Because what we were supposed to have, but thanks to old COVID, we were supposed to have Fury and Anthony Joshua, which would have been awesome if we had that first. Then we had this, because St. Joshua, St. Anthony beats Fury. Whew. Now you set up the Holy Trinity. You give boxing what it wants. Three to four. There's still a fourth one out there. Um, but three guys who could just go. Three Showtime players that could just get in at any given time give you a great fight. I still want to see Ant, uh, Anthony and Waller go at it because Waller is the mirror opposite of this guy. Waller's from like uh, Louisiana, the backwoods. Is he from Louisiana? I'll just make that up. No, he's from Alabama. Shit, I upgraded him. He's from Alabama. Um... You got Anthony, who's from England, Mike, and he gets it all done, governor, and all this good stuff. And then you got Tyson Fury, who's just from everywhere. He's from Wales, but he's a man of the world. And if you could just, these three guys can just put boxing in a different, back on the top. There was a time before boxing got bastardized, but there was a time you knew. You knew. There was a time you knew who the world heavyweight champion of the world was. Not the world IBA, not the world WGC, not the world DR, uh, DRS, not, not, there wasn't a hundred titles. 
Waller and Tyson are kind of bringing that in. Don't forget, the Klitschko brothers a couple years ago just dominated the heavyweight championship division. So it was no point. You knew who the world heavyweight champion was like 100 years. It was a Russian. Like, they just ran rough shot. And then Tyson Fury came along. And he got the gift to gab. And then Waller came along. He got the gift to gab. And you got the nice, modest man. And Anthony Joshua. And I'm sure I'm leaving out boxes. And I wish I could call Issa and have him break down this fight. Because he knows boxing better than anybody I know. But you are looking <clears throat> as um as uh, Brett Musburger would say before game. You're looking live. I'm telling you. You're going to be looking live at a fight that these two men are going to try to beat. Or as Paul uh, Paul Heyman would say, they're going to try to victimize and <laughs> destroy and conquer each other. Which will more than likely set up a fourth fight. But I say the fourth fight should not happen until one of them faces Anthony. So he can throw a monkey wrench in there. Now... It's so awesome that these guys are fighting now because Tyson Fury is 33, uh, uh, Waller is only 35. They're fighting within their primes, unlike what we got from Floyd Mayweather, which, by the way, I recognize. Floyd's the best at his weight class. He, and he was the best of his era because Floyd was smart. He made the most money. He fought when he, he, fought when he wanted to fight, which was also a problem. But at the same time, you couldn't... He, he figured out a way where you just can't hit me. When you watch him fight, it's as if you're just hitting air because you can't hit him. And he's just like, yeah, whatever, 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 whatever. Like, you just couldn't hit him. But the fact that we didn't get him and Pacquiao until both of them were in their 40s, the fact we didn't get him and Connor, which I still say, not now because Floyd's damn near almost 50 years old, but if, Flo if we could have got Floyd and Connor, like, much earlier, I would have loved that. See, if you let Connor, I know Connor's been getting knocked around the UFC a lot, but I really was impressed with him in boxing. Unless it's true, I don't know enough to know that Floyd just carried him for rounds because that's what they said. Floyd really carried him, but I truly think Connor could have beaten like a lesser guy. I honestly want to see Connor in his Logan Paul character, who I can't stand at this point anymore, not because. The guy's making some bread. I'm never going to knock your hustle on you making a little bit of coin, a little bit of, you know what I'm saying? If he's making the money, God bless him. Make all the money you want. But to me, he's making a mockery of a sport. Now, can he probably, with all the training and the money he has, can he probably beat me up? No question, but I'll beat him with a bat. How, how about that? You know what I'm saying? For the Bronx, like, you're going to hit me with so many times before I'm just going to retaliate. The goal is to win, not to look respectable. But he's fighting people, like... I saw Mike Tyson say, I'll fight him for 100 stack, 100 mil. I would, I would donate money to see Mike get in the ring with this guy and pummel him. Go back and watch Mike and Roy Jones. Mike respects Roy Jones. That's why Mike didn't kill Roy Jones. You can see Mike was 10 steps ahead of Roy and Mike was pulling punches. If Mike wanted to, he would have beat the brakes off of Roy. A clear-headed... Focus, clean and sober Mike Tyson is still a dangerous individual at this level in his life. So I will donate money as much as needs possible to see Mike Tyson fight this Logan Paul guy and beat him. Not beat him, but embarrass him. And then you, Logan Paul's been going, getting on the stick and been going toe-to-toe -to -toe with certain guys. 
Get on the stick and go toe-to-toe with Mike. Let Mike off the hinge leading up to the like Balance him a little bit, but leave it, let that dog off the leash. And you will get the best sound bites you've ever got. This is a guy that stood on the stage and said, I will F you till you love me. Like, he looked at the man in the face and told him that and, 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 and reveled in it. This is a man that said, I beat this man, praise be Allah, and praise God after he beat some poor man till he couldn't think no more. Get what I'm saying? Mike Tyson, yeah, later in his career was a different animal, but that is like just the aura of Mike is enough to hold weight. You don't challenge Michael Jordan even today to a one-on-one game. You don't slap box with God, and you surely, you surely don't tug on Superman's cape, and you don't spit in the wind. And Mike Tyson falls in anywhere in that category you want to put him in. Please give me Logan Paul and Mike Tyson. I, I need that worse than I ever. I need that. Who wins Tyson Fury and uh, the uh, Waller this weekend? That is a good point. Uh, I'm gonna go with. I think they want to. I think because we're probably gonna have to set up a four fight. I think because we're gonna have to set up a four fight. I think Waller. I think he wants to get his face back. He's gonna make it more respectable. He's gonna come out gunning. I think Fury's gonna be looking for it. Fury will probably win on decision, but don't hold your breath. There's a KO coming, and it's not Kevin Owens. I think there's a knockout coming, so we'll stay tuned. We'll, you know, it'll be part of uh, tune in Thursday, and I'll give you my picks uh, for that fight because it'll be part of the Downray Sports Sports Book, which airs every Thursday at twelve o'clock on YouTube and Instagram. Uh, cheap plug. <laughs> anyway. Speaking of, I gotta put a plug in. I meant to put it in the last one. I'll put it in on this one. Anyway, uh, when we come back, well, here's how it goes. If you're watching on Facebook, we're not going anywhere. Um, and if you're listening on Dynasty Radio, we're not going anywhere. We're gonna do the uh, news bulletin. If you're listening to the podcast, we're actually gonna just hear music. So, uh, the news bulletin, of course, is all the news stories and the things that happened over the weekend. Uh, before I jump into it, I gotta make sure I have it because last time I was going off the brain. I was just like, where's my notes? But any case, uh, this is Downright Sports, and stay tuned for the news bulletin. Chip, Oh, it's showtime.
It's the one and only DJ Chase, the host of the Pre-Game Party Miss Podcast, where every week, new episodes, every month, new interviews, you know what it is, DJ Chase, the Worldwide Sounds Records, Pre-Game Party Miss Podcast, lock in with me, lock in, get in tune, learn about the music business, learn about t- tips and tricks of the music business, you know what it is, man, shout out to Downright Sports, Brent Reed, let's go. And all they can say is, whoo, here comes the World Heavyweight Champion. All right, everybody, let's wrap this show up. I think I got a lot of time, but I really feel like I've rushed through this a little bit. Anyway, so, uh, every first of the month going forward, I think I'm going to talk a little wrestling, wrestling, if you will. Um, Gotta find my notes first. But we're going to talk a little wrestling. And the WWE just did their draft. It'd be nice if they said, like, what order they did the draft, like, what what draft this is, the 100th draft of wrestling or something like that. But I decided to pretend like I was a promoter. Who? Which, me, a promoter? How about that? And um, my wrestling company, obviously, because I'm not that creative in thinking, I decided um, to 
call it downright downright sports wrestling. How about that? And I have a open, endless draft class, if you will, at my disposal. So I put together <clears throat> a list of some of the best wrestlers between WWE and AEW. I did two rounds. Excuse me. I picked 40 guys, 40 men and women to be part of my company. And I will also tell you who I will make champion. So, if you will, hold on. Because I suppose I had gotten up to do this. I should probably put downward sports on this. So, as I get the championship belt, the toy replica championship belt, and I go into straight promo mode. Make sure my microphone is good. Make sure my headset is good so I can hear it. Understand something. Tonight, we do the first ever downright sports wrestling draft, if you will. I will pick 40 men and women between WWE and AEW who will have the privilege and the honor wrestling for my company in front of all the fans now can they come close to the notorious one absolutely not but tonight i pick 40 of the best that can ever be and after it's all said and done only one will be number one I don't know. I thought it was a pretty good promo. I'm just saying. I thought it was a pretty good promo, quite frankly. But, <laughs> any case, so check it out. Um, let's start with the first pick. So, my first pick, believe it or not, would be Charlotte Flair. Uh, one, great on the mic. She gets it done. Number two, when she she could cut a promo, like, I mean, she could shoot like it's nobody's business. Number three, she could go. She will make you want to watch. I have watched a lot of wrestlers that are good. Charlotte, I don't, I'm not trying to be mean. Some women's matches are not entertaining or good. Everyone, Charlotte literally makes everybody look good. Whoever she gets in the ring with. Big, small, short, tall, fat, skinny. She makes them all look good. Number two, no question, Roman Reigns. The new Roman Reigns, not old Roman Reigns. This guy, the tribal chief, yeah, he's got it. No question. Number three. <clears throat> Adam Cole, baby. Yeah, that guy. The WWE made a mistake by letting him walk out the door. Adam Cole is box office. The guy's got it. He can get on the mic. He can let it go. He can get in the ring. He can make everybody look good. His only downfall is like 5'5". Five, five. But other than that, he's seven feet tall in stature. Number four, Eddie Kingston. This guy, he may not be the best wrestler, but that's a guy you can put the strap on. He could be the best heel anywhere. I became a fan of Eddie Kingston in W in uh, NWA. He was in he was in Impact. I didn't like him as much as Impact. He got to NWA. I was like, oh, that guy, yo, he gets on the mic. And, and not to mention, he's a guy from Yonkers. So how cool is that? Number five, John Moxley, the modern day Stone Cold Steve Austin. Which AEW is going to mess him up if they do not put him back in the mix to be a champion. I understand like he's probably having fun. But he needs to be 
in the conversation for champion all the time. Like, it's been a while, put him back in rotation. Like, now you got guys that can bounce off him, or like, it's going to be much better. Number six, the best in the world, CM Punk. CM Punk. I don't have to say anymore. Number seven, the first tag team to go on my list, the Usos. When they faced the New Day a couple years ago, was it the Hell in the Cell match? Them and the New Day had a match that, to me, is the greatest tag team match I've seen. I understand everybody loves the Young Bucks. I love the Usos, and I messed up. I'm going to put the Young Bucks on this. I'm going to give them, like, somewhere. Number eight, AJ Styles. AJ Styles can make anybody look. He's got what Charlotte has. AJ is, I, 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 he's a little lower because he's a little older, but AJ is still the man. I love, I have always been a fan of him ever since TNA. Uh, number nine, Dr. Britt Baker, DMD. Like Charlotte, she can, she, like, you need to start changing your thinking process when it comes to women's wrestling, who's at the top of the car? Like, there's a men's, the women, a men's division, a women's division. Like, those two transcend divisions. And a Charlotte Flair versus Britt Baker match? Like, come on, who doesn't want to see that? Number 10, the Lucha Brothers. Yes, we have to. Lucha Brothers versus Usos versus um, Santana Ortiz versus The New Day. Yes, please. Give me that. Uh, number 11, Tomasa Ciampa. Yeah, the Sicilian... What's he called? The Sicilian Psycho is like that. Like, he may be, like Adam Cole, he's short, but gets in the ring and he makes you believe whatever he's spewing. Number 12, Sasha Banks, star power. Somehow she has it. I think she looks sloppy in the ring when she goes, but she can, every time she gets hit, it looks like she's dead. They call it selling, and she sells it better than anybody. Number 13, Kenny Omega. I'm not... I recognize he's good. I'm not the biggest fan of him. I should have probably, I wanted to put him lower, but I got to recognize the guy, something about him people like. I don't know what it is. I think he's, I, I think he can wrestle. I just think he's like, if he was in WWE, he would be Sam, he'd be uh, Sami Zayn. Really? Number 14, FTR. Old school chops. Just come to the ring, just want to fight. Like, just true old school badasses. Uh, number 15, Santana and Ortiz. Just talked about them. Those guys have been awesome since they were in Impact. They carried the Impact Tag Division for years. And it was actually good. I actually think AEW waters them down. Because they don't let them guys. Like, those guys can. Santana Ortiz, FTR, the Lucha Brothers can main event. Knights. Um, what's that group? The uh, Young Bucks. They can main event. And I don't see many them tag team tag championship main events in AEW. I was told AEW was supposed to be different. Uh, number 16, Bobby Lashley. The guy's a monster. He's a tank. He's a truck. His 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 in his promo skills are getting better, but he is, to me, the he could easily be Brock Lesnar 2.0. Like, you got Brock, just don't let Bobby just run through your division and just clean everybody up. Uh, number 17, Becky Lynch. You know, let's say more, that's the man. She just does. She, her matches are boring because Becky is boring in the ring, but her promo makes up for that, and she gets over and she sells too. Number eighteen, Bailey. Bailey should have went ahead of her in my opinion. Bailey's the better wrestler. Bailey just gets annoying, but that's what you're supposed to do: get heat, right? Number nineteen, Cesaro. I made this list a little too fast, but Cesaro should be somebody's champion, like Impact or Impact. 
Problem with Cesaro is when he gets on the mic, you're just not interested. But he needs a manager. You give Cesaro a manager, then he's the top of the card. Number 20. <clears throat> Brock Lesnar. That hurt my throat. Uh, Brock. I mean, the guy's a monster, but he's older, and you don't know how Chuck is. But he goes in somebody's first round. Now, for the second round, uh, Sammy Guevara. This kid is, they call him the Spanish guy. He's a beast. He's really good. He can, He's a hybrid of today's style. He can, he can be a high flyer. He can ground and pound. At, and he's he's charismatic, which counts. That's what I've been searching for. Uh, <clears throat> uh, Alexa Bliss. Head and shoulders. She went in the second round, but she's she makes you want to watch. She could be a heel. She makes a terrible uh, good guy, but she's a damn good like what they call it um like a, a scared bad guy. Like she wants to run away. She's really good. Like you give her. She needs her own faction, and I don't know why WWE doesn't do factions. Uh, number twenty four, Shinsuke. Um. um Shinsuke Nakamura. I don't know why I could say his name. Shinsuke Nakamura should have went high. In fact, I'm I'm change, I'm doing the trade. Shinsuke is going to go ahead of Kenny Omega. Shinsuke is better to me should be higher. Number twenty five, Darby Allen. It's scary how good this kid may be. Number twenty six, Ethan Page. Quietly will be the best in the world one day. Quietly. Number twenty seven, uh, Johnny uh, Gargano. Damn good in the ring. Makes you think he's dying. Number 28, Kevin Owens. Kevin Owens. I'm doing another trade. Kevin Owens is going to replace. I don't think he can replace anybody. He's going to replace Brock. I'm going to take Kevin at 20, and we're going to drop Brock down to 28. Uh, number 29, The New Day. Those guys are really good. They carry so much weight. Number 30, Eldrade. We thought AEW was supposed to be, like, the home for him. It looks like nobody knows what to do with this guy, but he is good. He needs a manager, too. Number 21, Thunder Rosa. She is really good. Could you imagine Thunder Rosa versus Sasha Banks? Like, they they share the same size. Both of them almost fight the same. Thunder Rosa looks faster, though. Number 32, Big Swole. If you watch AEW, you probably haven't seen her in a while because AEW, for some reason, just buries the women's division. Put Big Swole in the WWE. She's up there with Bianca Belair. Um, which brings me to number 34, which I put somebody on here twice. Was really number 33. He's not in any company, but he's getting drafted by me. That's EC3, who should be on one of those companies as one of the biggest stars. He can go. EC3, the WWE missed the boat on him, and they're going to miss the boat with LA Knight, too. Number 34, Randy Orton. Just hit him with the RKO call of the day. Number 35, uh, Dolph Zilga. He's lower, but he can carry anybody. And number 36, I'm going to go with Damian Priest. I think one day he's going to be probably at the top of somebody's list. So we'll see. This chair is starting to hurt. We'll see. So that's my draft class in uh, wrestling. I was going to do it differently. But I think it was kind of cool, and um, uh, yeah, if you if you think the class should be different, then you know what you could do. You could comment. <laughs> you could comment. Email the show at downrightsports11 at gmail.com. Uh, follow and subscribe to uh, Apple Podcast, SoundCloud, or Google Play. Leave a comment at Apple. Uh, excuse me, at Apple Podcast. Just leave a comment if you are. Um, you know, you like visualizing and seeing things, 
then um, follow the show at TikTok, Instagram, uh, Facebook, YouTube. The YouTube video, uh, the YouTube part of the show has been down because for some reason when I record, I can't take the Facebook recordings on my phone anymore, which is very odd. So I work on that and try to get that going. Because the YouTube show is a little bit better because it's faster and it's um, quicker. It's like 15 minutes versus this whole hour, which to keep people's attention span for a whole hour while I just blah, 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 blah is not easy. So thank you all for those of you who did listen and did watch. I appreciate it. Um, we'll see you guys next Monday. Yeah, I'm pretty sure I'll see you next Monday. Uh, there will be a break coming up at the end of the month. And uh, for everybody out there, have fun, hang in. I've seen it have frozen on Facebook Live. I don't know what happened. So... Yeah, that was interesting. So, as always, be safe. Uh, wear a mask. Be respectful. Hey, it's just a shot. It won't kill you. And if it does, guess what? You're going to die. either die from that or you're going to die from COVID. Pick one. So, uh, uh, and, and uh, all, all serious and stuff. Just, hey, all I ask for everybody out there, just respect your fellow. You know, just respect each other. Forget all this nonsense. Forget your feelings. Remember, at the end of the day, respect holds more weight than anything. And we should be able to agree... Uh, uh, dis- agree to disagree. We should be able to do that as people because that's more important and just treat everybody the way you know you want to be treated. If you want to be yelled at and talked down to, all right, just let people know. Have a disclaimer saying that. But if you want to be treated with respect, then hey, you know, to give it, to get it, you got to give it, you know. So see you guys. Uh, uh, we'll talk to you next week. Listen, you, uh, if you missed the show, if you're catching the end of this now, you can listen on Thursday. At DynastyRadioNY.com, your number one social hip-hop and R&B. And as always, deuces. And this studio, looking at a guy out here hollering my name. When last year, I spent more money on spilled liquor and bars from one side of this world to the other than you made. You're talking to the Rolex wearing... Diamond ring wearing, kiss stealing, woo, wheeling, dealing, limousine riding, jet flying, son of a gun, and I'm having a hard time holding these alligators down.
This is the end Hold your breath and count to ten Feel the earth move and then Hear my heart burst again For this is the end I've drowned and dreamt this moment 